Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of And Just Like That. Hi Nana, how are you? I'm fine, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, We have this episode called A Hundred Years Ago, where a lot of the characters go back in the past and try to fit their past or merge their past with their current. And I thought it was a good episode. What did you think about it? I actually liked it, like two episodes, or three episodes of Light, right? And I liked it a lot. So yeah, the episode was called A Hundred Years Ago, and the Aftermath podcast apparently, I mean, usually they just praise themselves, but they really hated this title. And I'm like, you guys are always on the wrong side of the pulse because I like the title. Well, okay, so was it in special regards to anything? Was it just, like, how long ago since she was with Aiden? Or did I miss, like, a special relevance? I think they just meant 100 years ago, like, everything happening in the past. Like, Charlotte, oh. like, just working a million years ago. Miranda being in the law firm a million years ago. Carrie being with Aiden a million years ago. But they just ended up with 100 years ago. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, I guess that does make sense. Yeah, I thought it was apt, but like they said, that's all they talked about on the podcast was that they hated the title. Really? But they just couldn't come up with anything better. Yeah, so that's why I'm like, they're on the wrong side of the track, because I'm like, no, this one actually makes sense. Like, Bum Cyclone doesn't make sense to me, but whatever. Mm-hmm. But this one, they were just like, if anyone, they even put it out there, if anyone has like a better title, let us know, but they didn't they didn't like it at all. Mm-hmm. It's not like, no offense, um, it's not like we've been looking at the other titles and been thinking like, wow, what a title. They need to calm down. They named the title Bomb yeah. Cyclone or whatever. Like, <laughs> it's not that deep. So, um, we start the episode with, like, Aiden and Carrie, like, all shocked up, all comfortable. Um, they're in a hotel. Some things never change. Her bra is still on. We they let us know in some way that they've been having sex like all week and they're just really comfortable, which is a huge contrast to back in Sex in the City, where I think she she was annoyed by everything that he did. Remember when he used to kiss and she was like, You make that noise, that noise, why are you making that? She's so mean to him. So but she seemed <laughs> to like him and enjoy um his company and they're trying to book breakfast and they start talking about, I'm wondering, like, oh, how many, he says my youngest. And I'm like, oh, how many kids does he have? And I'm wondering if we're going to get more in Aiden. But it turns out that he has three kids who are 14, 17, and 20. And Carrie actually does want to meet his kids, and he wants to introduce his kids. And I'm like, huh, this is moving fast. But then I like, quickly flipped it around, and I'm like, you know what? If it feels right, it feels right. Like, I mean, what is she, what is she going to do? Like, I mean, why should she, she's like 50, what are they, 55, 56. Why should they slow down? I don't know. Well, how do you define fast? I don't know. So. Yeah, that was because I thought it was super fast as well. But I guess you're right. They're older. And then also, um, I never quite, I always have to pick up like context clues for time on this show, because they tend to skip months sometimes, you know? So yeah. I was trying to figure out how long it'd been, because in my head, I'm like, oh, it's the next day, but clearly been much, much, much longer than that. 
And sometimes I um, forget. Since the last episode? Yeah. I think it was like a week. Only a week? Yeah, because you know he doesn't live... Well, that's true, because they've been dating. Okay, I think when they... In the beginning of the... That's right, you're right. So in the beginning of the episode, it sounded like it was just a week. Mm-hmm. Because he'd been there, but maybe they've had their tryst for a while, and this was just one of his visits. Yeah, because when she was That's talking true. about like how much time they spent together, and they did this time, and then that time, and spending this much on hotels, and I was just like, oh, okay. But I think I forget because you know, um, usually I go by like the weather and what holidays they're mentioning, because <laughs> that kind yeah. of grounds me in time. Because it seems a bit all over the place sometimes. Oh my gosh, you know, I just realized there I don't was no know. Naya in this episode. Wow. Yeah, there was no Naya, and LTW was there for five seconds, so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what happened, but I have something here in my notes that says it's been over a month. So. Oh, <laughs> maybe it's a relationship that you're talking about. <laughs> that I don't remember. Yeah. So maybe that's the type of that we have and stuff, but yeah. Um. <laughs> We go back to Miranda, and Miranda has gotten her internship back. She says she begged it back. I don't care how she got it. I'm just glad that she's doing something I'm familiar with. And I don't know if I'm being a hypocrite, because um, I'm like, do we not want our characters to grow? Or do I just want Miranda to stay the same? But I don't care. I'm just glad that she got her internship back. And it seems like she's doing something that she wants to do for herself. Yes. And I love watching her be competent because we've been subjected to the most idiotic version of Miranda for two seasons. And I was like, yes, thank you. This is a woman who's good at her job and knows what she's doing when it comes to her career. We've seen nothing of that to lose balance. I think we said it several times in the original show that it's so nice seeing the women like at work because they're all clearly very good at their work. And I didn't realize how important that was because it balances out their nonsense relationship like stuff. But Miranda, we only got the nonsense relationship stuff. So, yeah, this was much needed. Yeah. (laughs) Much, much needed. Did you think the two girls were being unfair to her? The the Um, other I was going back and forth. I think that they, I was going back and forth as well. And I'm trying not to be a mean Gen Z, Gen Z hater, but sometimes it could be entitled. But that's usually what comes with being an intern. It's like you do get the grunt work. Like you want it to come really fast, but that's not how it works. And the fact of the matter is Miranda has been doing that for 30 years. Like Thank it's you. not, you can't fight that. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. she came back as an intern. That's on you. But you can't expect them to let you do stuff when sensitive stuff for that matter when there's somebody who can actually do it and then Miranda did come up with something mm-hmm. that they missed and stuff and it wasn't like she was being mean to them so yeah exactly. I think they were being mean that but everything is like, perspective yeah yeah that's for sure because at first I think I was um I tried to put myself in their shoes because they were sensibly all on the same level right but she's clearly been given way more privileges from the very beginning than them if I was in the shoes I'd be pissed off too but then I was like but she's been doing the work like they're trying to get to where she was that she quit from right she's been doing it she knows exactly how to do this it's a different field because she was in corporate law 
and she's trying to move into, I'm guessing, the non-profit sector. But she's clearly brilliant. And I always forget Miranda went to Harvard and all of that. Like, sorry, life isn't fair. <laughs> it just isn't. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what I was saying, like, it's all about perspective, because also the whole point of being an intern is to learn. And sometimes I know it can be frustrating where you're trying to learn and they're just giving you like the grunt work or yeah. you'll get coffee, you'll go get that. But if you're giving it to someone or if you hire someone that's competent, how am I ever going to learn if you're just going to throw it to her? So I think they could have been a better balance of power, like mm-hmm. figuring out how they could learn without making it. Because you also have to consider Miranda, you're putting her in a tough spot. It comes mm-hmm. easy to her because it's what she's done, but she also has to deal with these people on a regular exactly. basis. So you're absolutely right. Like if we were them, we'll be pissed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there could have been a better way to do it. Then don't hire someone that's way better than us. Then what are we doing here? Exactly. So, but so, I will say, exactly. like, this is me putting faith in future Miranda. I know she's going to be their interim supervisor, but she gives me the vibes that she will actually give them an opportunity to learn when she's the one in the yeah. supervisory seat. So I hope, well, we may not see them again, but I hope that is the case. So, yeah. Yeah. So we move into, to me, there were two big moments in the episode. So this is the first one for me. I always love, love, love when Carrie and Miranda have their talks or whatever, because they just have that bond. And there's just a different aura about whenever they have their conversations. So Carrie is walking with Miranda, talking about Aiden. She's aware that she's been talking about Aiden the entire time because they all um, met up for lunch and whatever. And she says that she's having the best orgasms that she's ever had in her life, including with Aiden. So it's not like shade, but it's just like including with Aiden from the past. And she turns to her and says, like, she doesn't know if big was a big mistake. And I just thought this was a loaded question because I'm like, this is where we pay. Well, I don't remember the movies, but this is where we pay for not knowing what their life was like and their being Carrie and big. But he was supposedly her big love and good for her that she's having these orgasms now. But how did these orgasms suddenly make you think that you made a mistake for 20 years of your life? Like, yikes. For someone who you treated like crap twice. I just, I don't know if you're on true, and I was very curious to know what you thought. So, it shocked me, I'm not going to lie, because I'm like, that's such a real question. It's one of those questions I feel like a lot of people would think, but would never say out loud. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. you may have, like, niggling doubts, so I really respected her for actually saying it. But, of course, Miranda's, like, her bestie, so she knows she, like, won't be judged or she won't go crazy at her. Because it's hard. Like, you were with this man for 20 years. He just died a year ago. And you've moved right back to the man that you left for him, you know? And you're having the time of your life. I think it's, it's like, techy. Like, I don't know. But I think it kind of tells us that things didn't change that much in their dynamic from what we always talk about, you know? Yes, they got back together in the end and they had their happily ever after. And she was clearly happy with Big because I'm sorry, they're not going to rewrite history. They spent all of season one telling us how great their their relationship was. Do you know what I mean? But 
Mm-hmm. I think it was probably still the same balance where she felt inferior to Big. Like it was the same old dynamic we saw for six seasons, is what I'm thinking. Because nobody changes that much, team. Like even if things are better and you're happy with them, I still feel like their dynamic was probably unbalanced. And with Aiden, it never gave that vibe. So maybe she feels free in her rehash with Aiden. And it's making her look at her relationship with Big in a different light. Maybe she, like, can breathe easier, is what I'm guessing. Again, this is all me just filling in the blanks because we're not told any of this, right? But I think that's probably why she said that. I don't know if I'm doing too much. Like, I hear that. But I think for me, it's like, I don't understand why she couldn't put it into separate boxes. Why Mm. can't you just be happy now because of time and circumstance? Because, again... I completely forgot about this, but listening to the Aftermath podcast, they keep reminding us all the things that she hated about Aiden and how this woman actually really body shamed this guy, that yes. he was fat. And it was that, and I'm just like, in that time and place, we're not going to erase history. So now, okay, he's lost some weight, or oh, he's doing better, he's separated, whatever, you're older, you lost your husband. That could be why you're happy. If you made got back with him back then, you might not have been happy. Actually, you did get back with him and it didn't work out. So I just don't know why she just couldn't say, I'm happy with Aiden now. Aiden mm-hmm. is what I need now. Yeah. There's something I found really disrespectful. I would never go up for big, but that was her husband. I can respect yeah. that. There's something I find really disre- disrespectful for her asking that question and kind of just kind of erasing or downgrading whatever it is that they had did i yeah. make a mistake just because of now come on yeah that kind of that's typical you know. carrie though she's always been very reactive <laughs> to whatever's in the moment and that's such a good point you're making because sometimes i feel like me and you are the only ones that don't like prop up her relationship with aiden because you know in social media pop culture People, or just general pop culture, I should say, people really, like, go up for her relationship with Aiden, right? But obviously, because we've been doing the rewatch and looking at it a lot more closely, we're like, this relationship was terrible because she was genuinely awful to him. So awful that it made me hate Aiden for just sitting there and taking it. Like, it wasn't (laughs) Rose's. Because she seemed borderline embarrassed of him sometimes, like, to even bring him out because she clearly mentally didn't think he was on her level. When this man clearly was, it was just a different aesthetic than Big. Yeah. I think you're right, though. It is just, oh, and I feel horrible for defending Big, just like you said. But you're right. You are right. You're right. Because it doesn't have to be um, a replacement, right? It doesn't have to be either or. It can be both. Yeah. Just wishing, because right now for her dating, she has to date someone that's familiar. Yeah. And I think it just works um, right now. Um, and they both seem so much freer with each other, which is what I like. Which again, I guess, is getting older. Like the bullshit doesn't phase you as much. The next thing we see is like we talked about this last week, where we don't know why Che. Has to go back to the vet, but, you know, whatever, we're going to roll with it. And Carrie stops by to take them to lunch, but there's an ulterior motive. She wants to rent Chase's apartment so that when Aiden comes into town, they have somewhere to stay. Listen, I am Team Carrie in that let her be happy and whatever the time is running out and all that kind of stuff. I mean, 
the woman just lost her husband. If this is where she wants to find happiness, so be it. But I feel like if you cannot stay in your girl's house, that means there's a lot of unresolved issues right there. Yeah. What do you think? And he's been open about the issues, right? But you're, you yeah. guys are going to have to figure it out. <laughs> and also low-key, again, not unusual coming from Carrie Bradshaw, you get the impression that they haven't really talked about why they broke up. Because her reaction when um, Che visits um, them while they're in their apartment, um, when she's like, um, they're like, oh, clearly you guys get along great. Like, why did you ever break up in the first place? And uh, Carrie hugs Aiden and looks like on the verge of tears. To me, that indicates they haven't really discussed it. Or am I reaching? I don't think they ever discuss anything. And just to add, Carrie did say, I made a mistake mm-hmm. before they did that hug. And they touched on this in the aftermath. Apparently, all this that hug was supposed to convey so much. They were like, Aiden has been carrying this thing on his end, and maybe he did something. But Carrie saying, I made a mistake, means that she took the brunt of it. Like, she took responsibility for what she did for it. And Aiden hugging her was saying, like... It's okay. Like, that meant a lot to me that you took that, that you whatever. And I'm like, that's not enough. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. It's not. Are they implying that Aiden was partly to blame for her cheating on him? Please be serious. Not partly to blame, but I think for him, like, taking it or something like that. Okay. And him feeling like he played a part in some way or carrying some kind of guilt. Like, sometimes, you know, when you feel guilty for even stuff that you're not, you didn't yes. do anything, in, yes. you just blame yourself. But he carried on that before Carrie immediately not saying, oh, it didn't work out, wrong time, wrong place, blah, blah, blah. Her just saying simply, I made a mistake. That that just meant, you can tell like it meant the whole world to him. And it was her just taking down all that stuff. But I don't know. That's a lot. (laughs) I see that. But yeah, they seem to, you know, get along great. And I'm just like, I don't know. I don't even know how you move on from it. But I guess time is a healer time and space because for what we know they haven't been in contact they have this and we always say nostalgia is a bitch you can't compete mm-hmm. with nostalgia like sometimes even when it's a bad relationship just the memories that you shared with that person you can't compete with if you're new like there's just an unspoken thing so i generally i feel like they haven't really discussed this they both give me those vibes Which I think is a mistake that how do you expect to move forward if you don't address the past? And I'm sorry, for as long as we haven't seen it, I'm going to assume that they haven't discussed it. And Che's question was the first time that they've had to confront it, like why they actually broke up. No, 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 you're not. I'm thinking, I'm like, if someone asked why did they break up, what is the answer? Because my answer is that... No, my answer is that they were incompatible. But right now, what they're selling us now is they're compatible. So. (laughs) I don't know, you know. I don't think that was my answer. I feel like they were incompatible because she never gave it a chance. Because she was still hung up on Big and sleeping with Big for a big chunk of their relationship. Like, Big was a specter in a relationship for all of it. So how do you even give it a fair chance, you know? 
I'll never That's forget him bitch. having big at their cabin even after he knew she cheated on him. Like, what? Yeah, because that's fair, because she did tell Miranda, like, she felt like she was holding back because of Big um, yeah. for the whole time. And then, yeah, I mean, yeah, that cabin thing, because Carrie went back to dinner and was telling him everything about eight. Oh, my God. I, I remember if I she really told Aiden she had to put up with Big. Like, if he was going to have her back, then he's going to have to be fine with Big in her life. Oh, my God, that blows my mind. <laughs> the man she cheated on you with. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Can you imagine dating well, a guy okay, so you, who cheats on you and then be like, you guys get back together and he's like, yeah, I still talk to the girl I cheated on you with. She's in my life. We're just going to have to deal with it. What? <laughs> so, okay. So if someone says, why did they break up? You'd be like, she cheated. Why do you think she cheated? Uh, Because it was big and she's always been hung up on him. I don't think she would have cheated on him with anyone else but big. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah just, I, I still think she was... With the incompatibility, I don't think you're entirely wrong because clearly they're two very different people. But we've seen Carrie with way worse people or people she was more incompatible with that she really went flat out in trying to make it work. But with Aiden, because Big was literally in the picture way more than anyone else... It's like she didn't put as much effort into it because she was still thinking about Big. I don't know. I feel like yeah. if Big didn't exist, she would have made it work with Aiden, despite of them like being two clearly very different people. Yeah, if you're listening, let us know. If someone asked you why did Carrie and Aiden break up, what would be your reason? Well, why did they broke up? But yeah, it'll be an interesting episode for them to just hash it out because everyone's just in their love bubble, I guess. I mean, there are two parts to it. You could also be of the mind, like, what is the point of rehashing? We're in the latter part of our life. Why not just enjoy it? I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I think sometimes I try to think of Carrie as, as much as we want it to go away and she's, we have to just keep going with the TV show, we still have to look through the lens of this woman just suffered a devastating loss. She has spent almost half her life chasing this man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds mm-hmm. terrible. It's like, yeah, so now I feel like her perspective changes or shifts in certain things. So who knows? But we don't know which one is still the carry that we know who's an avoidant. And if this is because the aftermath of being a widow. So who knows? Yeah. It's weird when I see peaks of the old carry because I'm still trying to figure her out now because she seems a bit of a stranger to me. But I saw peaks of yeah. her when they were shopping for kitchen utensils. And I'm like, ah, there's the Carrie, I know. You know her, like, silly side, her thinking she's Did the funniest you... thing on earth? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> Main yeah, Yes, exactly. Exactly. Now, every time I stop and pause and think about this show, I'm just like, Carrie is really grifting through the world. She just does nothing. <laughs> Yep. Again, she wrote a book, I know. But she just wakes up every day and it's just la-di-da. <laughs> Nothing like, it is... must be so nice, right? <laughs> she has unlimited money, it seems. Because when they were picking up some of the stuff, oh, just random groceries, or groceries, sorry, kitchen uh-huh. utensils, she bought a $40 garlic press. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a different life. But it <laughs> seems to be rolling in money too, so hey. Yeah. But he was rich when they were together. But just a different yeah. type of rich, I guess. 
separate. It was low key about it. Yeah. I remember um, Karen's face when she found out he owned or he had an apartment and had like a cabin or property or something like that. And she's like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I also <laughs> laughed about the pepper mill. Do you have a pepper mill? Because mm, I no. don't. No. I get my pepper <laughs> out. The most fancy I get is when I buy the ones with the built-in grinder, you know, so at least you're getting quote-unquote fresh yeah. pepper. But it's so plastic. I'm sorry. And I like nice things, and even I don't like have a pepper meal. Do you? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, Charlotte's storyline was a very <clears throat> sensitive one. <clears throat> sorry. Was a very sensitive one this week. She's going back to the gallery, and in her mind, she has all of the ways people were when she worked, I guess, 20 years ago, and stuff like that. You have to be thin, you have to look perfect, and she goes shopping with LTW. I'm sorry, but LTW in that purple and gold, that was a vision. Yes. She looks so, she even is, with the belt, because I was like, mm, I'm not sure about the fanny pack, but she made it work. I'm like, this woman never looks yes. bad to me. <laughs> yes. Like, I'm looking at LTW and just like that for the fashions because the clothes are not wearing her. She is wearing those clothes, honey. Yes. Like, she walked into the store and I was like, even if you're wearing something bad, all I know is you're commanding attention right now. Yes. And it worked. So it was great. I want to be uh, just like her because I feel like I struggle because I like clothes and fashion. But also don't really like people looking at me. <laughs> and you know, sometimes in your head you feel like, oh, I might be trying to be too young or trying to be too trendy. And to me, this is how yeah. it's done. Because she still looks trendy, but is definitely age-appropriate, like, whatever that means. And she's so confident. So exactly what you said, like, she owns her clothes. So definitely an inspiration. Mm-hmm. I need to make a vision board, mood board. <laughs> <laughs> so she walks in to shop with Charlotte to help her for her clothes. And again, it's very little, but it's just very interesting to see how all these people are developing relationship with their emotional emotional support minorities, but they're looking like they're all like natural friendships now. Yes. Like Miranda yes. and Naya, their roommates now, LTW and Charlotte and Carrie and Seema. Seema. That's such so, a good point, actually. I think that's what made the show better the second season, don't you think? They don't, nothing seems as forced as it was. Yeah, and I think them making it a point because they talk about that a lot they're saying like they laid out the groundwork for season one and for season two they're making a conscious effort for us to get to know them like the Mm. same way those friendships are developing is for us to get to know them because it's also difficult coming in as newbies into Mm -hmm. um the show so they're strangers also to us yeah. So, but I think they're settling in. It's like fillers. They're settling in nicely. Yeah. Um, I think we made sure that point, right? Like, season one. Yeah. That, like, why are we getting the backstory of these randoms that we know nothing about? Why do we care about LTW yeah. family? Why do we care about Naya's marriage? We don't know these people. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, they're shopping for clothes, and Charlotte is worried about um, her belly in the dress and they kept saying lose the belt and do that and all that stuff so it turns out that it's because of menopause and she's trying to do what she used to do a bone broth she brings out pictures we get a brief glimpse of samantha and the picture of all four of them and the picture was the one that they took i don't know if you remember when they went on a train i can't remember where they yes. went to but they, what am i going to the house 
something like that. Yeah, because they used the bus the first time, and Charlotte kept forcing them to take a picture and stuff. So that was the picture that she was looking at. I only know this because of the aftermath. My memory is not that good. So um, she's looking at herself in a black dress when she was younger and that she could just lose weight. And Harry's being supportive, telling her that she looks great, but she's not having it. They tell her to lose the belt. She's like, no, she's not going to do that. And what I really wanted to know was how the storyline was approached, because honestly, I'm so naive. I didn't know if they made Christine Davis wear like a little belly or if it was her body or if it's not. And I was so disappointed when they didn't touch on that in the podcast. Like, first of all, how do you approach an actor, a female actor? Because, I mean, we all know, like, women, no matter how fantastic you look, you always have somewhere that you think is a problem area. And we're vocal about it. I'm not saying men don't have it, but we're very vocal about it. And I'm just like, how do you approach an actor and say, hey, we want to do something about your body? Mm. And they did not talk about that. And I was kind of disappointed. Um about that because I would really would have liked to see what that process was like if it was difficult for her and how that was. Yeah. I feel like the only way it would be not um, awkward was if she brought it up, right? Like suggested a storyline mm-hmm. like, hey, why don't we say Charlotte trying to because that is something Charlotte would do. Also I do I, I think that is Kristen Bo- um, Davis's body. I don't think it's any kind of prosthetic. Um and also I Yes, menopause, but also I think it's very ridiculous to expect to be the same exact size in your 50s as you were in your 30s. Everyone puts on a, not everyone's Carrie Bradshaw. I feel like Carrie's the only one who hasn't put on any weight or seemingly put on any weight, you know? But even mm-hmm. she's still slightly bigger than she was in the show, <laughs> Carrie, do you know what I mean? And also, yeah. when she pulled out that picture, sorry, it still blows my mind that not a single one of them still talked to Samantha. So, Carrie was the only <laughs> glue. Like, we still saw her get it. Like, nobody, no one checks up on her. They don't get up. Like, not a single one. I would never get over that. That's the most unrealistic thing to me. Because they would be, fuck you for I, the rest of my life if you drop me out just because I'm not talking to one of them. That's There's four of you, I, you know? I think it's a, one of the things they refer to as happening off camera because they had some conversation about things happening off camera and sometimes they bring it on camera or not. So, yeah, I don't. Yeah. yeah. But you see what I mean? Like, they should have really mentioned that she still chats to. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's so unbelievable to me. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I do think the storyline was a bit. I don't know, like, I just felt really frustrated because I'm like, you look nice in the dress and I get it, it's her body, whatever she's comfortable with. But all these things, I'm like, so you've basically been on a liquid diet for a week now. And when does this ever end? Like, women, is this it for the rest of our lives? Like, just constantly trying to be as skinny as you can. It's really frustrating, (laughs) you know what I mean? Just really, really I think it, I mean, on one hand, I appreciate the storyline because, again, the one thing they do is they write things about their lives and these women that write are in that stage. And Mm -hmm. I think that it's true. I think there's a perpetual fight for body stuff. And she does have to feel kind of scared, not scared, or nervous going back to the workforce after, like, God, she quit, like, when she wanted to have a baby? Wasn't that, like, 30 
40 or something like that. Anyway, yeah. almost 20 years. Oh, no, I'm, I'm not blaming them for the storyline. I think it's very real. I'm just speaking about society in general. I think the storyline was great and very, like, true to life, you know? It's just depressing. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Cool. But yeah. I think there's something I wanted to ask your opinion, because I don't know how I felt, and maybe I read this wrong, because when I was listening to them talk about it, I'm like, this is not what I got out of it. But when Charlotte got to the... Okay, I missed it. I didn't see that she took off the belt before she got to the gallery. Mm-hmm. Did you catch? Yeah, she took it off right outside. Because she looked at herself right once again in the reflection of the gallery mirror. The window. So, mm-hmm. And again turned to the side, looked at her stomach. Which is a million times flatter because she's wearing like four pairs of spanks. And then she took it yeah. off and shoved it in her pocket before walking in. I feel like I know what you're about to say, but please go on. Let's see if I'm right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So Charlotte walks in, and then the person that's going to show her around comes out. And she is younger, but she's fuller figured. And she's wearing a crop top with a full belly and all that. And then Charlotte suddenly feels more comfortable, goes into the bathroom and takes off her spangs. I mean, she picks one, throws them in the trash, but picks one back up. My thing was, did Charlotte get more comfortable because her coworker was fat or, and guys, I mean, just in case anybody has any feelings, I don't think fat is a four letter word here. Like, I just think um, it's a descriptor, but I don't, mm-hmm. do you feel that way, Nana? Like, no, I really do nothing. I'm a fat person and I really hate it when people always like, oh, you know, full of figured or very thick. I'm like, you could just say fat. Like, it just is what the person <laughs> is. <laughs> Unless you're trying to be malicious with it. But I could say someone's gorgeous in a really nasty tone and it will change the meaning. Do you know what I mean? Like, a person's just, yeah. oh, you're right. It's a descriptor. It's not that deep. Yeah. Okay. Because I don't know what anyone else, you know, some people have different things just in case anybody had any thoughts, but that's the way it's been used. That's what it was. And she was comfortable in her skin. So was Charlotte comfortable because she was fat? Or was she empowered? I didn't quite get what that was about. Like, was Charlotte feeling better because she was smaller than her? I don't know. Something was icky about it for me. That's exactly what I thought you were going to say. So glad we're in sync. <laughs> because that's exactly what my issue was as well. Like, oh, you walked in and thought, oh, I still look better than all these bitches. So, yes, I can be confident. And that's exactly what I thought it was. And I feel like in the writer's head, they thought it was empowering. But if you really pass it and break it down, it's still problematic to me. It's because she looks better than all the people she's working with in her head. Do you know? So she feels more confident. Yeah, yeah which is still problematic to me. I'm it is. And then you feel like you look better because you're skinnier. So it's just based mm-hmm. on that. So if you walked in and she was skinnier or whatever, would she have taken off the spanks? No. And they were, just all, they were talking about, oh... Um, this generation makes space for other sizes, and I don't know. This the podcast this week was disappointing. I don't think they went to the meat of the matter, and yeah. I wasn't getting any answers. And I'm like, I need answers. Like, what are you talking about? I don't know. But and they the funny thing is, is because her dressing also seemed very out of place because Charlotte is still dressing like how she did like back in the day, right? But obviously now, when I think mm. of people who work in an art gallery, they looked exactly like what I think people who work in an art gallery look like. You know, very studiedly cool, like very niche designers, if it is designer, like all very cool and mysterious. And the funny thing is, when she was trying on the 
pink and black dress that she has on and the sales assistant came up with the other suggestions, those would have fit in perfectly <laughs> with that crew, the ones that yeah. she got upset about. But I am, yeah, I am yeah. with you. I think on the surface, it's supposed to be empowering. Like she's like, fuck that, I'm going to be who I am. I'm going to let my belly hang. Also, her belly's not even that big, but yeah, let it hang. <laughs> but on if you dig down into it, it's still, well, I look better than this other person. So I'm not that bad after all which is not a okay. good message i don't think but hey <laughs> <laughs> it is but I um i don't know if you have any thoughts on the whole anthony thing like i just didn't i not disinterested i just it was just eh to me yeah, like my only thought my only thought giuseppe he wasn't gonna wash his hands before helping him knead the dough that's the <laughs> only thought i had this one walked in well, from please, outside. Wet hands also. Yep, with <laughs> bags. Walked up behind Anthony to help to show him how to knead the dough. And I'm just like, unwashed hands. And honestly, the whole episode, even when Carrie and Aiden went to Che's apartment and Aiden immediately goes into cooking or whatever, I'm like, do people not wash their hands when they're coming from the outside? Because I thought COVID at least drummed it into everyone. That's always been something my dad made me do as a child. And I never used to understand. He'd be like, as soon as you come in, you have to wash your hands before you sit down, before anything. And I thought COVID even popularized it. And COVID definitely exists in this world because we've seen. But I'm like, yeah. no one washes their hands. That's the only thing I only thought I had about Giuseppe. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I yeah, I mean, I guess I can. <laughs> I guess it, that was so funny. I didn't even notice that, but yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I don't know. I guess they're going to make a storyline of them, but it was, I think what was funny was when Anthony called Charlotte and they're both talking about their problems and not listening to each other. So yes. I'm like, yeah. I would bit. say I low-key like Giuseppe. He refuses to be bullied by Anthony and I'm very here for it. <laughs> I really like it. Like, take I a chill pill, Yes. <laughs> I know it's like cheesy, but I like it when high-strung people meet people that get them or allow them to be themselves. Because I know, like, on yeah. the surface, we're supposed to hate people like Anthony. But he, he, he is who he is. He can't help it. That's how he was born. Yeah. That's just his personality. It doesn't mean he doesn't deserve to be with someone who's not phased by him. I think it's nice seeing, like, romance yeah. in all aspects. I feel like it gives hope to the normal person that someone will take you for who you truly are, right? I think it's nice. The age yeah. difference, I'm still not quite sure how yeah. old he is, but I'm glad that Anthony, I know, again, maybe it's me being problematic, but the fact that Anthony recognises that it could be an issue because he's his employee and way younger, so he's not interested at all, it's made me support it more. <laughs> because Giuseppe's clearly not yeah. being influenced into anything. So yeah, they're not. It's not like a storyline I'm dying to tune into every week, but I'm not mad at it. So yeah, that's my only thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you summed it up right. Yes. I'll set up the Sema um conversation we carry, but before then, it was just like she's having this thing with her partner because I think they're setting us up for a guy for her. His name is Ravi, a director for Marvel. I just wanted to say like. First of all, I hated his coat, whatever, Jack. I don't know what it was he was wearing, kimono. Nasty. I hated it. Hated it. Don't know yeah. what it was. What that. And all I kept seeing was Taiki Waikiki. Taiki. Yes! 
you know i thought it was him at first glance i'm like oh my god i got franker and i was like no it's not him and also just a personal thing i hated the quote-unquote british accent he had because i'm just like what's going on here but anyway maybe that's how the actor sounds in real life but it sounds like someone putting on an english accent it did not sound authentic (laughs) at all but hey maybe that's a natural accent who knows but yeah in the same vein of last week where you felt like, you know, oogling, you know, someone and all that kind of stuff. Did you find it offensive? Or I was just thinking about it when Seema's partner said, oh, I'm offering you something and I'm sweetening the pot. And the offer was that he was straight and single. I just thought yes. that was offensive. Yes, because Seema's damn good at her job. Again, as we know, like, and she's not desperate either. She could have a man tomorrow. If she wanted a man just to have a man. Like, is she a charity case? I don't know. I don't like that. I was upset on her behalf. <laughs> because, like, what? Yeah. Every single man you meet, you're going to push them on me. Nah. Yeah. And he seemed annoying, too. I really hate it when people can't get off their phone when you're trying to talk to them. Because I'd be like, just go take your phone calls and come back when you actually have time. Because then it would I just mean, be hey. annoying. Self-awareness, he knew that. <laughs> yes. Okay. To set up. So from the very beginning, when they were all talking about Aiden and Carrie's in that bubble, when you're in a new relationship and everything you say is like Aiden and I, Aiden and I, we, 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 and all that stuff. We already saw that Seema had been having looks, but they hadn't said anything. Then she said she wanted all of them to meet for dinner. And then she, we see her get a text from Carrie and she doesn't respond. And then she puts the phone face down. I'm like, okay, what is happening? Then she sees her at the salon getting their hair washed, and she hears her voice. And this woman tries to sneak out. I don't think that was realistic. I just don't think Seema is that kind of person. Like, it's not that serious to not, like, act like you're avoiding her. And then Carrie sees her, and she's like, well, we need to go outside if we're going to have this conversation. And Carrie's like, uh, what conversation? Basically, Seema is like, they were supposed to have um, a hot girl summer. That's my quote. <laughs> at the Hamptons and they got a house together if you remember yeah. and and Carrie to make things better by saying oh man I forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot about that and Seema's like see like you're in a situation where you're in this great love and I just don't want to be around how it's going to make me feel and I just think like we need space and we need things and so I canceled the house and so we don't lose our deposit and Carrie's all panicked and is like, no, I don't care about the money. I care about losing you. And Seema's like, she just needs space and she just needs distance. And I will give you the floor to say your thoughts and I will follow up with what I felt. So it's one of those situations where I don't think anyone is wrong, you know. And I really hate that whole your feelings are valid, but it was to me, uh, your feelings are valid. Because I don't think Seema was wrong to feel the way she did. And I also feel like she was well aware that it's not really, it's not like Carrie's done something to her. It's just her feelings about something. It's the same way that people are always loathe to admit when they're jealous of something. So they're like, go overboard and pretending they're not. It's okay to admit that you get jealous sometimes. You know what I mean? And then I feel mm. like, I think it's normal. And I feel like it's the first time I've seen on TV it being articulated the way that I felt sometimes. Where it's, like, it's not like, you're not jealous. You're so happy for your friend, right? 
to find like finding a new partner, all of that. To me, it's not even like just in my personal life. Sometimes like when your friends have kids and you're like so happy for them, it's like everything, but you know things aren't gonna be the same. And it's like you're so used to things being a certain way and you know like everything's gonna change. But it's also socially unacceptable to complain about it because you're in your complaint, you're not angry at your friend. You're not angry at the situation. You're just sad that things won't be the same. And I feel like you should be allowed to be sad <laughs> and mourn, like, the past life, even though you're happy for your friend, like, and their future. And to me, that's what she was articulating. And I liked it, to be honest with you. What are your thoughts? <laughs> I mean, I hear you, and now you're making me think, but these were my thoughts. I don't have a problem with what Seema's feeling. I think that that's right. Not mm-hmm. right. I think that that's valid. I think that what you said is true. Like, things are going to change and all that. There were two issues that I had with the entire thing. What was the point of adding that in your life, you have had two great loves. I've had none. What value did that add to the conversation? That really irked me. I think that was her, again, maybe I'm putting words in her mouth, her acknowledging that there's no way in hell she expects Carrie to not fully pursue this with Aiden and consider her feelings. Because of all the men for Carrie to, quote unquote, abandon her for, Aiden would 100% be the one. That's how I saw it. Because it's one of the two loves of her life. Okay, and then I have had none. But... There was something, I don't think she's denied, okay, would you, would you agree or would you say that Seema was being jealous? I think she was jealous, there was an element of jealousy, yeah, for sure. Okay, okay, so if we can agree on that, because also part of like, you can make your point, like, focusing on the fact that it's how I would feel. Like, mm-hmm. you're already like a we, you already forgot we had this, I don't want to be a third wheel, I just wanted to have fun with my friend, you know, a new friend, you know, the way she asked her was like a proposal and all that stuff. But when yeah. she just threw in that, you've had two great loves, I've had none, please don't patronize me and say I might still find, there's a chance I might not find. That's where I was like, okay, now it's almost like, should Carrie feel bad that she got the the great loves like I just didn't think she should have added that part and yes I know like even if she felt it huh even if she felt it she should have left it out um yeah I just think there's a lot of things that we feel whether politically correct or not is just like what does that add to the conversation what does that do you can't unhear that and it's almost like, and immediately Carrie just started feeling bad. Like, I don't want to lose you. Or I don't want to do that. And I'm like, Carrie has nothing to apologize for. Maybe forgetting about the thing, but she paid her deposit. But that was the second part for me was that you just canceled it. We did not have a conversation. We did not have anything. You just canceled it and made that decision for me. I don't think she expects her Carrie to apologize for anything apart from the Hamptons thing, which I think Carrie should apologize for. Because you guys have summer plans and you completely abandoned it without even talking no, to a I friend. I don't think she expects her to apologize. I'm just saying, like, Carrie immediately just went to that. Like, there's no way, if you're not a human being, that you don't kind of feel bad. hmm So yeah. sometimes we say stuff, we say things, and we feel better, but we have to remember that somebody else is on the receiving end of it. 
Yeah. So that's why I'm saying, like, yes, you feel that way. Like, she's had two great loves. You've had none. You possibly might not have none. Like, I just don't know what that added to the conversation without, besides Sima feeling better that, yeah, I've said it. But then someone has to receive that and do something with that. Not, like, take action. I just mean, like, it's words that's out there. Because, I mean, you see babies all the time. Just because you see a baby, like, let's say a, a mother showing you their baby and you think they're ugly or whatever, you're not just going to say, oh, congratulations. Ooh, is it going to get cuter? You keep that to yourself. <laughs> I do think there is some wisdom to certain things. Your feelings are valid. There are things to be valid. But there's some things that you put that out there. Unless there's going to be some tangible. There's just nothing. Like you said, no one is exactly wrong. Like, what is Carrie going to do? Not be with Aiden? And I'm just like, are you, if, if Carrie can't be the only person that has that relationship, and forget about the Hamptons, there's, she's, he's still going to be in her life. She's still going to be someone that's in the relationship. So the Hamptons, yes, is a representative, but if there's something that you call her for and she goes, oh, no, like, I'm hanging with Aiden or whatever, how are you going to deal with that? Like, it's just something that, I don't know. I, I felt get it, but I still think Seema's allowed to be upset about it. She literally thought she'd found yeah, a great new best friend in, like, their older age, and now it's not going to be the case, because, like, it's a man's back in the picture, and she's happy for her, but she's also upset for herself, which is why I feel like I don't think anyone's in the wrong, to be honest with you. But I like that she but articulated I, her feelings. Wrong. I, I literally started by saying she's valid in her feelings. It was just that part of adding, you've had two great loves, I've had none, I might not I find it. I still don't think she was wrong. That's what I'm saying. Oh, that's, in I know, saying I know that. that's the point of contention. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that, because that's how she feels. Okay. I guess it's yeah. not, I, I don't feel like everything you feel has to be said, if there's yeah. an effect on the person. Yeah, that, that's a that's a point. But yeah, that part didn't bother me so much, to be honest with you. And it didn't seem to bother Carrie, to be fair. But then again, what does bother Carrie? <laughs> but yeah. I well, just... because I think she just likes, maybe not a people pleaser, but she's just like, she doesn't like hurting people, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she went off on that. But I don't know. Those are my two things on that. I mean, I saw a bunch of people just praising Seema that, oh, she didn't do the passive aggressive. She didn't do that or whatever, which is great. But I think mm-hmm. it's maybe because as a society, we don't know how to deal with feelings of, I don't know, if maybe it's envy or something. I just think sometimes, and even it could be in the same vein as triggers. There are different things that trigger different people. If we all just went around just saying all the things that trigger us all the time, it'll be a hot mess. I think there just comes a time where we recognize the things that are feelings and understand that it's our response to it, but also finding a balance in how it is to in relation to the other person. I don't know. I just think it would be like a hot mess if we all just were always like, well, you did this, you did this, because there's always things. It could be one person wanting to have a hot girl summer. It could be one person wanting a child. And it's like almost like does the other person start censoring but themselves? I don't think she person. ever said Carrie did anything. The only thing she accused her of doing was not honoring their summer vacation or forgetting about it. I think that's the only thing. I think she was very clear that everything else was about her feelings. It's not anything Carrie's done. So that's okay. why I don't really see it in that same way. I think she was honestly expressing her feelings. The only thing Carrie's done is forgetting about their Hamptons trip. 
So why was she avoiding her? Because she didn't want to talk about it. Because she knows that her feelings are probably going to come up as bad vibes. Sometimes it's like uh, that. You know your friend is happy and here you come with your bad vibes making an issue. So sometimes, like she says, she needs space <laughs> to deal with it, right? Before you can go and dress. It's not every day, like, you have to go running into something when you're feeling. Sometimes just sit with your feelings and sort them out. That's what I saw from it. So do you think if your friend came to you and said, let's say it's not a Hampton house, maybe it's just like, oh, you're in this relationship, you seem so happy, I don't want to be a third wheel, all the things we used to do together and all that kind of stuff. Do you think that would change your relationship or you don't, or you would just be able to move past it? Like, it, did, it won't... I feel like I can't give a blanket statement to that, but I also don't enjoy always being a third wheel in someone's relationship because that happens and sometimes I'm not in a mood for it. Just depending. And I think that's okay. I don't think, like, we have to pretend we're fine with everything just because it looks like you're being bad vibes. Sometimes it's okay not to be fine with it. If two people are in a relationship and you don't feel like being a constant third wheel, I also feel like that's okay. And it's not the fault of the two people in the relationship because they're still trying to include you and make it like it was before. But the fact of the matter is that it isn't the way it was before. Okay. The only reason I asked was like, I mean, at the end or at the dinner, they all show up and Seema finally shows up. And I noticed her choice of words was thank you for making the space. But um, my last thing that I wrote was like, how do you move past that conversation that they had? Like, I just feel like, and maybe I'm just projecting, if I was Carrie, I would feel self-conscious. Um, uh, yeah, to make it sure is. It is. It's going to make her feel some kind of way, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, I think when I think third wheeling, I'm like, they don't always have to do things together. And it doesn't mean, like, she can't still hang out with Seema. Things are going to change, yes. But Seema is saying that in the same way, like, Carrie's the only one that's going to be in a relationship. But Seema might meet someone. I I, I don't know. And Seema was in a relationship in season one or, like, some, well, dating someone. Yeah. I don't know. I, but, I like, this, like, this, oh, like. No, continue, sorry. Well, like this summer, I'm just saying, like, even before they move to the house, so if Seema meets someone, is she going to be like, no, I can't pursue this because I have a house with my friend? I, I don't know. That's my whole thing with the whole thing is, like, you're going with what you feel right now that Carrie happened to meet someone. But what if you do meet someone? Are you not going to pursue it because you promised to be in a house? Like, no, I'm not going to feel that way. I, I just assigning the that to be- Seema, I do get the vibe that if she met someone, she'd be like, oh, this can wait till I'm back from the Hamptons. That's just the vibe I get from her. But again, I feel like Seema is acknowledging that Aiden isn't just somebody, <laughs> which is why she made that comment about him being one of the two loves of her life. She knows fully well that it can seem irrational, but my point is she's still feeling how she feels. And I respect her for actually talking about it because a lot of people feel like this inside and won't address it. So we just, yeah. like, she literally just told her straight up. And she didn't blame Carrie in the least for anything. She just said she needed space. So I don't understand what the issue is. Do you know? That's what I'm like. Because she wasn't trying to be... And I think, so I'm sure she'll hang out with Carrie. Maybe not as much as before, but these two live in different states. So when she's not, when Aiden's not in town, she's going to be hanging out with Carrie. But also... On the other side, some people also feel a way like, oh, because your boyfriend's around, now you're going to hang out with me. So I'm saying it never ends. 
which is why I think it's kind of it was fine for her to just be upfront with how she was feeling. And I feel like Seema, to me, that speech, it was not like she was blaming Carrie in the least for anything. She was just telling her how she felt. And she took some time away to deal with it and then showed up for dinner. I think they'll be fine, honestly. Yeah. Um, that's about everything I had for the episode. I just had that when Miranda got um the promotion and the boss was like, I'm sure you didn't make top of the class in Harvard and work as a partner, blah, blah, blah. Why are you making yourself small now? And I'm just like, thank you. Like, apply that to all of your life, Miranda. Why are you making yourself small and trying to fit in by dimming your light? Like, come back to us. All this work is all Che. You let Che undo (laughs) decades of work. But, yeah. I wonder what they're going to do with her storyline for the rest of the season, Miranda. Because I don't think she's going to get back together with Che. I hope not. I don't know if it's too early that they brought back. Well, is she because Che had that look in their face when Carrie said, I made a mistake. Mm. And I'm like, please, God. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, I don't know if they brought Aiden back too soon because if they break them up, every other relationship after is going to be like, uh, okay. So I don't know. Do you but think if they, keep- they brought him back as the end game? But that's what I don't know. If they keep him, what does the show become? <laughs> so I don't know which way they're going to go yeah. with it. And I don't know which is better. I think I I'm prefer like, Aiden to be around. Yeah, that's exactly my thoughts. I'm fine with them keeping it because I don't enjoy seeing Carrie date like right now because it's not the same, you know? And everyone apart from um, tech guy. I'm like, I don't care about any of these people. And even him, it's not like I cared about him. But I feel like Aiden is fine. We can focus on other things. <laughs> I think as far as we don't need to have Carrie force date, dating um, someone new every week. It's okay. So, yeah. But, yes. Okay. If we have nothing to add, can you tell the people where they can find us? Yes, you can find us at the Rewatch Times 2, T-H-E-R-E-W-A-T-C-H-X-2, on Twitter, Instagram, and shoot us an email at gmail.com. And please give us a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts, particularly on Apple Podcasts, and so it will really help us out. Thank you guys so much again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, guys.